You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. It is Tuesday, May 11th. Appreciate you joining me today. I'm your host, Stephen Simcox. And we're going to start today with uh, a discussion about CCU football, and then we'll get into some TCU baseball and more throughout the show. But I've I've been seeing this thought thrown out by fans over the last few months, and I, I wanted to discuss it on the podcast because I think we're kind of headed towards a dangerous – I don't know if precedent's the right word, maybe expectation. Uh, I think this season is the most optimistic that I've been about TCU football's chances in a while. And when we talk about chances and what that means, I mean, I think ultimately that means competing for a Big 12 title at the least. And hopefully if you're competing for a Big 12 title, that means you're also in the New Year's Six discussion and the college football playoff discussion late in the season. And I think this team could do that. I mean, if the offensive line gets better, they have some really good skill players. Max Duggan continues to improve. I understand why that would be the expectation. At the same time, this next season you're going to Ames, to Norman. So you got some tough road trips. You have a schedule in a Big 12 conference that's pretty pretty even. I mean, I think you know Oklahoma State's going to be a tough game again, even though they are not as good as they have been. Iowa State and Oklahoma are good. Texas, we'll see who they are and what they are under Steve Sarkeesian. And actually, I saw this originally because Sam Kahn, who used to write for ESPN.com and now writes for The Athletic, He's taking up a new beat. He's their Texas expert. He calls himself the Texpert. So he's call, he's covering uh, college football across the state. And, of course, mainly that's going to include the schools that are in the Power Five. And he does a mailbag every week. And something that keeps coming up in his mailbag questions is the question of, hey, do you get the impression that Gary Patterson's kind of lost his fastball? And I think that's somewhat of an unfair question. Now, I I don't agree with TC. I haven't agreed with TC's philosophy on offense the last few years. I think it's too conservative. I feel like it's not an effective way to win football games in the modern era, to basically try to sit on the ball and run the ball and play good defense and hope you scratch out a 13-9 to win. I just I, I don't see that working in 2021-2020. And, I, I mean, I'll put a lot of that on Gary because I think that's what he wants his offense to be. I think he's still very much caught up in this idea of my offense needs to – compliment my defense, help my defense out, and keep us in the game. Which I understand. I mean, that's a traditional football mentality. At the same time, anybody who's good in college football now is putting their foot to the gas. 
You know, if they're not if not running some sort of hurry up offense, then it's pushing the envelope, trying to score every time you touch the ball, um spreading teams out, etc. So I don't think it's a fair question. And I now there are obviously things that I disagree with about Gary's philosophy, but I think the idea that he's like lost his fastball is is going too far. And I would also say this. I have high expectations for this season. And if they don't meet them, that would be disappointing. And I do think it would say something about the long-term health and stability of the program as far as, you know, what should we expect from TCU football? Is it fair to think they could be a 9 or 10 win team every couple seasons if they couldn't do it with this group because this group appears on paper to be really talented. But a lot of things can happen and go haywire in the course of a college football season. A lot of things that would be really outside of the control of the team. So I would just caution everyone. It's, it's okay to be optimistic. I think it's okay to be super disappointed and want some sort of change if things don't go their way. But eight and four, nine and three, I mean, I don't think that would be terrible. Now, it wouldn't be ideal. It wouldn't be what you wanted. But I think it's very possible, given the schedule, that they're going to face this upcoming season. And given some of the issues I still think they have up front, which they might answer those in the first few weeks of the year. Maybe that offensive line will be a lot more stable. And the back end of that defense will replace what they're losing in production in Trayvon Merrigan and Ardarius Washington. But that's going to be a big ask on both those fronts. And if they can't get that done, then you're looking at potentially the expectation shifting quickly. And I'm not telling you to change them. I just think the idea of this is some sort of make or break year for the program, I'm not so sure about that. I wouldn't I wouldn't put all of our eggs in one season. But this is what they've been building towards. This is where they are. And I'm not trying to like downplay it. It would be super disappointing if they're not competing for a conference title at the, end of, at the end of the season. I'm just not sure you need to, you know, make all these drastic changes and clean house if it doesn't go that way. And it remains to be seen what what this roster is going to look like exactly when we get out there in the fall. When we come back, I'll let you hear some of my conversation talking some TCU baseball with Josh Neighbors. Before we do that, though, let me tell you about Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a great family-owned business. They have all the parts your car will ever need, and they make it simple for people like me who just don't know a lot about vehicles, don't know a lot about you know, maintenance, how to take care of them, what goes into keeping your car running strong. Rock Auto, they make it simple for you. You're able to compare manufacturers, compare prices, get the parts you need for your car. And it's also great for people who do know what they're doing, who work on cars on a regular basis, do-it-yourselfers, folks. Um, 
that understand how to fix a car or mechanics, they use Rock Auto as well. They have a How Did You Hear About a section, and if you click on that drop-down box, hit the Locked On Podcast Network so they know that we sent you um, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Locked on Horn Frog segment number two coming your way. I wanted to let you hear this. I got to do a guest spot on Locked On Big 12 this afternoon with my pal Josh Neighbors. He asked me about the TCU Texas Tech series, and we talked about Big 12 baseball and who might get some national seed love later on this week. Here's my uh, conversation with Josh Neighbors on Locked On Big 12. Hello, everybody. Monday edition of the Locked On Big 12 podcast. Josh Neighbors here. Joining me it is Stephen Simcox of Locked On Horn Frogs podcast. Stephen, over the course of the weekend, we had one diamond sport decided in the Big 12 conference. Um, and in baseball, the other diamond sport, uh, continuation, TCU dropped two or three against Texas. So the Big 12 race is very much still on. Uh my understanding was if TCU took care of business this weekend, basically you could say the Big 12 conference for the baseball, I mean, the baseball race was effectively over, but now Texas just one game back of TCU and the race is still alive. Right, yeah. If TCU won yesterday, they'd be three games up with three games to go. So basically it would be over. They would at least clinch a share yesterday and then would have just had to beaten K-State once. And now – um, both teams, uh, Texas is off this weekend. TCU plays a non-conference series, but in a couple weeks, TCU will play Kansas State. Texas will play West Virginia. And as you said, TCU has a one-game lead. So, Frogs basically, I mean, they'll have to sweep K-State to guarantee winning it outright, uh, barring, you know, Texas maybe dropping a game to the ears. So, impressive win for UT. Um, TCU's had some issues with their Sunday starter, and that showed up again yesterday and actually Jim Sloshnagel, their manager said after the game that they're going to make some changes starting next week so they're trying to figure that out but Texas is a really complete baseball team um they're good and they, they're starting pitching solid they play good defense uh and I came away from this weekend thinking they had a more complete lineup than I thought you know I felt like once you got past like Ivan Melendez and Zach Zubia um it was pretty smooth sailing but they got some dudes even at the bottom of that lineup that hit the ball well so I think the Big 12 has three teams in Tech, Texas, and TCU that could make it to Omaha. Uh, but, you know, if I was actually betting, regardless of kind of what happens in the Big 12 race, if I was going to bet on who I thought was most likely to make it to Omaha right now, I think it'd be Texas. Yeah, and this is a close series. I mean, throughout until Sunday, really, you know, on, mm-hmm. on Saturday or excuse me, on Friday night, 5-4 win, Texas gets a run in the eighth to secure the victory, and then you flip it around, 2-1 win for TCU um, on Saturday. I mean, it it felt like it was pretty back and forth and pretty even up until that Sunday game. It was, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think both the first couple games were were coin flip games. Uh, Mike Antico had a really nice catch in center field on Friday night that if that ball gets passed and gets to the wall, maybe TCU wins. And then Texas had multiple chances on Saturday. Um, to break that game open and, and try to take a lead when it was 2-1. And I just couldn't do it. TCU bullpen did a really nice job down the stretch. And then Sunday you saw uh, that Texas just has better pitching depth and they ended up getting the victory. But uh, it was a good series. Um, you know, I think technically they said that they were still at 50% left in this weekend, but it sure looked like that place was packed. 
So it was a, a cool atmosphere. Nice to see that for the first time in a Big 12 sport, I guess really since the pandemic started, other than, you know, the occasional baseball series in Lubbock maybe. But um, good atmosphere the first couple of days. And, again, I think there's there's three really good teams in this conference that can make postseason runs. And Texas going on the road and getting it done, that, that was super impressive by them. So kind of thinking about, you know, looking forward at this point in time to the, you know, I know we still have some baseball left, but D1 baseball still has three big 12 teams in their top eight. So do you, do you foresee TCU, Texas and Texas tech all having opportunities to host super regionals? If they get that far, do you think that's still a very real possibility? I think it is, you know, Tech is a, is a really curious team. They got a weird resume because uh, they've won series against TCU and Texas, and, but they've also dropped series to Kansas State and Baylor. You know, they, I, I, don't, I don't think – I'd have to look at the schedule. I don't think they've swept anybody all year long in conference play. So their Big 12 record because of those things um, is not fantastic. All that being said, though, I mean, they've beaten quality teams – and I think there's a good chance they'll be a top eight seed. I think Texas for sure is a top eight seed. Um, you know, TCU is certainly firmly in that mix as well. So, yeah, Josh, we could see three teams hosting Super Regionals, which would be great. One, um, you know, for all those teams to have home games. But then also it would uh, avoid what happened sometimes or happened a couple of years ago when, like, Tech and Oklahoma State faced off in a Super you know, you, you would you would get the opportunity for all three of those teams to host and not knock each other out in that situation. So I think it's a, a really good possibility we could have three top eight seeds. Yeah, and one thing that just, you know, about this kind of uh, – this weekend series is that it – I believe what, TC was third in the country um, last week? Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of allowed some other – the SEC teams to slip back ahead. I mean, it's crazy. Your, your top eight right now – you know, it's the SEC. They're still very dominant. They've got top four. But uh, after that top four, you got three Big 12 teams in Tennessee Tech, or excuse me, Texas, TCU, and Texas Tech. It's, you know, it's the Big 12 is not giving the SEC a run for their money, but pretty good representation, all things considered. This has been a season dominated by the Southeastern Conference. Right. No, I think, you know, they're, they're right in there. The SEC has been ridiculous, and, and you ran it down. I mean, Arkansas, Vandy, Tennessee, Mississippi State, Ole Miss has been very good. Uh, all those teams are going to be in the mix as well. The good news for the Big 12 is the ACC has been kind of down in comparison to most years. I know Notre Dame has a good team. Right, I, yeah. I don't know what the committee is going to make of them. Um, but generally, South Southeast gets the benefit of the doubt when it comes to hosting and being a regional seed. And if it plays out like it typically does, I think you're going to see some good Big 12 representation there. That was me and Josh Neighbors on Locked On Big 12. Okay, we won't dwell on it anymore. It was a disappointing series loss, but TCU still very much in the mix for a national seed, and we'll find that out this week. We'll come back and close up shop, and I'll actually update you on a TCU baseball situation. Before we do that, though, let's talk about betonline.ag. Betonline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts, Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. He does a great job covering Major League Baseball, the NBA, UFC, boxing. So if you'd like to get into that world of, hey, I want to try to make some money on sports, sports wagering, sports gambling, 
Try betonline.ag today. It makes it simple for you. They have all these great deals, and they cover all the major sports. And uh, as I said earlier, combat sports, UFC boxing, Lee knows a lot about that world. He has great bets for you. Betonline.ag. Again, Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports. He is your guy. Try it today. All right, final segment here on Locked on Horn Frogs. I wanted to let you know um, quickly that TCU, they were supposed to play uh, UT Rio Grande Valley tonight in a Tuesday night matchup before their weekend series, and that's been canceled. Don't exactly know the reason why um, UT Rio Grande Valley did not have that game on their schedule anymore, so I don't know if it was, you know, just, hey, we're not playing more non-conference games. Not exactly sure what went down there, but that game's not going to get played. Me and their next home game will be this weekend series starting Friday against Louisiana Monroe at Lupton Stadium, and then they'll close out the season, the regular season, with that matchup uh, with K-State in Manhattan. We'll probably need to win all three of those, as I said earlier, to ensure getting an outright Big 12 title, but we'll see. Uh, You know, they've done a good job sweeping teams this year. That's the reason that they're still kind of miraculously in first place, even though they've struggled against some of the best teams in the league because against the bottom competition in the league, they've just done a really nice job finding ways to close out those series and get sweeps. So that's coming up this week in TCU Baseball. That'll do it for Lockdown Horn Frogs today. I'll talk with you tomorrow. This has been part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.